1: Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. I am the Director of Local Ministries here at True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, and 104.1 The Fish. And we've got some very exciting things I need to make sure that you are aware of. One is my pal Morgan Smith from 104.1 The Fish is going to be hosting the second annual Winning Marriages 5K, 10K Run and Walk it's going on Saturday, June 21st, starting at 8 a.m. org is the website if you'd like more information on that. And a shout-out to everyone down in Salem at Morningstar Church. Don't bother showing up for the Saturday service. It went away. It's going to 5.15 with a hot dog party starting this Sunday. And marriage is a very important subject to me. I was blessed with parents who loved God and each other. They were far from perfect, but they tried. And as a result of that, if you grow up in a certain environment, you learn to take things for granted until you miss them. Now, our very special guests in the studio today are Larry Povolt and his wife, Sherry Polvot. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you got it. Okay, Uh, their last name is spelled P-O-L-V-O-G-T. What I want to do is make sure that y'all are close to the mics as possible so that Clark can enjoy your lovely voices. And, and what's really funny is we've got this legendary radio consultant in the house today named John Frost, and you've got an equally deep voice as his. Say hi, Larry. Hi. Doesn't he doesn't have this beautiful deep, that, that's a like voice of God level. Uh, do, you, do you sing at all? Well, I've been told I should. Sure, you should. I you, sing in church. You're like borderline Barry White. <laughs> Regardless, we've got this event coming up, and it's called I Still Do. It's from our friends at Family Life. Of course, you know about our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ, airing Family Life today with Dennis Rainey, a brilliant, godly man and speaker. Now, Family Life today airs on KPDQ FM weekdays at 9.30, also at 1 a.m. for Unite House. And there's also another program called Family Life Weekend, which airs Saturdays at 1 a.m., so after your... Out painting the town with your loved one. You can listen at 1 a.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. Larry, what exactly is I Still Do? A lot of us are familiar with Weekend to Remember and Art of Marriage, but what exactly is I Still Do and why Portland?
2: Well, I Still Do is a a one-day event where we get to uh, come together and celebrate marriage, celebrate uh, marriage in God's design. And we also come to encourage and uh, give training for people. Um, you know, no matter where you are in your marriage, whether your marriage is uh, thriving or just surviving, we always need input. You know, being personally dedicated to our marriage means sometimes we go to events like this. And so the idea behind I Still Do is not only to celebrate marriage, but also to give some encouragement and training to the couples who might attend. And then we're also looking to see um, or help people to be equipped for maybe impacting other marriages too. You know, there's a big problem going on in our country right now with the uh, marriages falling apart left and right and families uh, kind of struggling with that. And something that I frequently
1: say is everybody looks good on Sunday, and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors at your friends, neighbors, at times, sadly, our own marriages go through things. So tell us about how you got involved, Larry and Sherry, with Family Life in the first place.
2: Well, I'll start with that. Maybe Sherry can add a little bit in a minute. Um, we have been familiar with Family Life for a number of years. We attended a, a Weekend to Remember ourselves back in the late 80s. Uh, we've really appreciated the message that comes through through the Weekend to Remember and then uh, some subsequent materials that they put out. But for Sherry and me, we've been involved in the marriage ministry, if you will, for a number of years. We've served as associate pastor in, a, in a several different churches, but we've always been a married, involved with uh, young couples and or a couple starting off in marriage, doing a lot of premarital counseling, this and that. Now, is that in the area? Well, uh, we've served in a number of different churches, mostly in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we've, uh, we've been involved in uh, not only encouraging young marriages, but helping uh, couples down the way who uh, maybe uh, you know, end up with a little bit of trouble or troubles in their marriages. And also, we've involved ourselves a lot with parenting issues, helping people in their family lives and stuff. So when did you start with family life? Well, we started four years ago with Family Life. We, uh, we felt uh, that this was a time in our life when God was encouraging us to get more involved in helping families, and uh, so we're completely dedicated to what we're doing in helping marriages and families through this particular ministry. For those of us less familiar
1: with the annual weekend to remember that some of our listeners have attended and just raved about, can you mm-hmm. give us a background on that and why this year we're going to do something different with I Still Do coming to Portland?
2: Well, that's great. Uh, Mike, what's uh, What's happening with Family Life is the last three four years, we, we realize that although we can touch a 100, 120,000 people through our Weekend to Remember, which is which has been really our flagship for years, we've been doing it for over 30 years. We also realize that there's over a million and a half divorces that are happening each year. I Still Do gives us an opportunity not only to touch more people in a large one-day event, it's a little bit more affordable than the Weekend to Remember with a one-day event, but it also gives us that opportunity to... Uh, expose people to places and opportunities where they can also reach out to their friends and their neighbors. Most people that come to an, a, a Weekend to Remember will say something like this, gee, I wish John and Mary were here. And uh, After we, the fact, when yeah, it's too late yeah, to invite exactly, them, right? Exactly. So, so through uh, not only our Weekend to Remember, but through the I Still Do, we're giving opportunities for people to see there's resources out there, resources that we have in family life, but also other resources that have been out there that are uh, that are really good, you know, love and respect as a, as a tool that people are using today. I love that one, yeah. personally. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So I Still Do is given an opportunity to really uh, maybe expand or multiply the effect and, and uh, raise up more people who will be home builders. And uh, and God may call them to uh, reach out to their friends and their neighbors and their family who they know uh, maybe need some input into their marriage.
1: And I'm going to throw another bone at you, listeners, for one more excuse to come to I Still Do Um Andrew Peterson is a delightful musician, and I believe he feels called to not go touring anymore, and yet he's going to be here, at I still do, won't he?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah, we have uh, several artists that will be here, and uh, not only uh, – there'll be a fun day, and not only we have some Christian artists and great worship and stuff, but we have some – we have a comedian couple that will be here and also um a couple that does some drama so there'll be uh there'll be some entertaining if you will although uh, the marriage topic isn't something just just for fun and entertainment but it'll be some good ways of communicating it'll, it'll be a great day
1: it won't necessarily be 8 hours of strict uh lecturing it's going to be uh great worship and entertainment and comedy to mix it up along with ideally the love of Christ through building these marriages absolutely absolutely So um, one of the reasons I really wanted Larry and Sherry on today is because through June 23rd, which is this Monday, there's a very special promotion. If you want to call it half off, you want to call it BOGO, buy one, get one free, you get the point. Uh, If you go to the website, um, we have it at truetalk800.com and kpdq.com. There's a very special code that you can use. All right. So uh, the code is I promise I-P-R-O-M-I-S-E, if you go to IStillDo.com. Now, this one-day marriage event strengthens your marriage, rekindles your romance, maybe points things out to you and launches some conversations that you've been avoiding. That happens a lot with me and my wife. Anyway, it's going to be right here at the Moda Center in Portland, Saturday, August 23rd, with a follow-up afterwards, not just at this one-day event, but at Family Life's Art of Marriage, which is going to be hosted at a horde of churches throughout the country, including the Pacific Northwest. You may have attended an Art of Marriage in the past, but while the one-day event is a great thing to attend, we really also want you to plug in locally as well. So this isn't a one-and-done deal, hope that you got what you were supposed to, and then roll the dice until the next one comes along. That being said, Portland was very specially chosen for the I Still Do event. How many of these are going on across the country?
2: This year, we're doing three. We're doing one here. We're doing one in Chicago and also Washington, D.C. Oh, that's fantastic. And let me mention this, too. The Washington, D.C. one will also be simulcast so that uh, people all across the world will be able to join in in that particular one.
1: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That is a good one. So in our last minute here, before we take a break, I just want to remind you, I'm speaking with Larry Povolt and Sherry Povote. Larry is the home builder field representative of Family Life throughout the greater Northwest region. If you'd like to give them a call, you may at 503-873-9474. Send him an email at lpolvolt at familylife.com. That's L-P-O-L-V-O-G-T at familylife.com. And more information on this buy one, get one free promotion can be found at the website IStillDo.com, specifically IStillDo.com slash Portland, and you are listening to Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. Larry Polvoldt and his lovely wife Sherry are with Family Life. They are bringing I Still Do to the Moda Center. That's coming up Saturday, August 23rd, and now through Monday, you've still got a shot to get your ticket at half price. It's a buy one, get one promotion. Just use the promo code I promise when you go to IStillDo.com. And Larry was explaining about some of the lovely things that we're going to see throughout the I Still Do event to not only um, build your marriage, but to rekindle yourself as well. So, Sherry, tell us about some of the things you're excited about for I Still Do coming up.
3: I think it's an wonderful opportunity for people to rekindle their romance and encourage one another to draw close to the Lord and their families as well.
1: So you're in an elevator or you're just at the nail salon, one of your girlfriends or one of your acquaintances, you've got an elevator pitch to to send at her. In 90 seconds or less, tell me uh, some of the highlights that you're most looking forward to at I Still Do.
3: There are going to be excellent venues of uh, music, uh, laughter, and just encouragement of life and romance with your spouse. and it's um, it's something that's not offered on a regular basis in a lot of places. Even in our churches, sometimes we don't have that. but we really feel like this is an opportunity for pastors, families, churches, everyone to come together and see, how we can encourage our marriages. And that's what I felt like um, when we started working with this organization, that we wanted to see families come together and find relational intimacy with one another and with their spouse.
1: So why do we come to a point where it's lower a priority than when we're courting or engaged or, or newlyweds? I mean, you don't want to blame kids or career or home ownership. You know, for those of us blessed with that, mind you. However, don't these things come into play? Are they inevitable? And what can we do to stay on track and focused to seek Christ first and prioritize with our spouse just after him before worrying about the things of this world?
3: Well, it's easy for us as people in general to just get focused on life. Life moves on so quickly, and our kids grow so quickly, and our families just end up going all different directions. And I think it's so easy to not prioritize with God first, spouse, family, and then whatever else. But it's real easy to um, forget the priorities and do the wrong things in a relationship and not focus on the Lord first in your personal relationship, which I think is key.
2: Yeah, sometimes what happens is you get so busy with life, like Sherry was saying, that you just begin to neglect, not on purpose, but you just neglect putting into your marriage, taking weekends away, doing date nights, doing things that really will help uh, stimulate that uh, intimacy that God designed for us. So we move to isolation in our marriages without even intentionally wanting to do it.
1: So tell us about yourselves. Where did you meet? How long have you been married?
3: We've been married 43 years. We have two grown married children, and seven grandchildren.
1: That's fantastic. For, for what is, I'm not just saying this to butter you up. You, you don't look old enough to be married that long. So <laughs> Well, thank you, Mike. I didn't even thank have
2: you. to pay you to say something. There you <laughs> go. Oh,
1: what you have, have had I asked? See, st- I should have, should have taken you up on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: At least gotten some chocolate or coffee out of the deal. Yeah. So where did you meet in the first place? Well, we met in college. We were we went to University of Northern Colorado. I was uh, playing basketball there on a scholarship, and uh, Sherry I, I saw at um, a Campus Crusade meeting first, and then I saw her at a couple other places. She actually was uh, uh, dating a friend of mine that I played basketball with. And oh, how a, funny! Noticed her with him. I noticed her more than him, by the way. <laughs>
1: So did you stay friends with this basketball friend
2: who used to date your wife? No, I'm afraid Chet got put by the wayside. Okay. Well,
1: uh, it looks it looks like you went with the right person out
2: of that there. So. Yeah,
3: I know yeah. I definitely did. Oh,
2: good for you. So so did each of you grow up in Christian homes or what? Well, I grew up in a Christian home. We we attended church, but I, I really didn't know the Lord personally myself until I was almost 16 years old. I uh, understood who Jesus was, but it wasn't a personal thing for me. And so uh, once I understood that and I saw, I saw the difference that Christ was making in some other people's lives, the people of my own age, uh, then it really was attractive to me, and I wanted to find out what that was all about.
1: So what changed, may I ask? You grew up in this church going home, and mm-hmm. it was all nice enough. It's a bit cultural. It's a bit historical all at once, but it, it wasn't a personal thing until what? What mentoring type spoke into your life? Was it a youth group? Was it a trip? Did, did God wake up in the middle of the night or what?
2: Well, as happens with a lot of people, you know, I was coming through, going through my own little crisis, uh, having a lot of success in basketball. I found one year where I had, had a few injuries and, and now my life direction of being a professional basketball player just was not going to happen. It didn't look like, and through that crisis, I began to notice some of uh, my peers who were, had a lot of joy in their life. And that was very attractive to me because, you know, we all had problems. We all have problems today, but I saw that their joy was rising them above those particular situations. And so that was attractive to me, and I wanted to know more about it. So I started attending a, a little club that they had, a campus life club. And uh, the message about having a personal relationship with Christ came through loud and clear. That's fantastic. It's it's as if
1: the seeds were planted, but at age 16, you were finally ready. Right, right. Absolutely. How about you, Sherry?
3: I, had, on the other hand, came to the Lord at a very early age when I was five, Um, lived in a home where Christ was not the center, but he was definitely made available to us. And our neighbors invited my sister and I to Sunday school. And I attended Sunday school with that family until my parents became so curious about what we were learning and coming home with that they too started going, and that's how it all started. But um, I really committed my life to the Lord not until I was 14. And then um, at that time discovered I really thought I would probably want to be a missionary. <laughs> at that time, I thought I'd want to go to Africa. But um, as it turned out, I get to be a, a missionary with family life. And that's just even more important in my heart.
1: What's <laughs> really funny to me is meeting all these people in different various forms of ministry and. Kind of like musicians or athletes, we all often have to fight a natural jealousy of someone else's strength or story or testimony. So um, back in New York at WMCA, WWDJ, our, our sister stations, we once had this um, music pastors event. And Don Moen spoke, and he, um, do you remember, God will make a way where there seems to be no mm-hmm. way. Anyway, so Don Moen's there, and he was telling us about this concert he did with Fred Hammond and Radical for Christ, and he said, God, I wish I was more like Fred Hammond. And God kind of answered him, saying, well, oh, you're Don Moen, and you bring certain things, and... Fred Hammond's Fred Hammond, and he brings different things. So you, you often hear someone's testimony, like I was in the deepest dark dregs of society, and ex-heavy metal drug-dealing coke addict or something, and the Lord delivered me. And it's hard not to be jealous of that to some degree, but God uses whom he uses in whatever capacity you're in. So maybe you work for a Christian radio station. You've got an incredible opportunity. Maybe you work for a church or a ministry or for family life. Or maybe you're just a good neighbor to the guy next door or the woman across the street or the parent of the the kid who plays softball or soccer with your kid. Uh, My old church had a great sign. It was above the exits, and it said, you are now entering the mission field. So I want to encourage us listeners to just think about the tool that God's put in your hand. And the people that he's put in front of you for right now and i'm not talking about your facebook best friend from fifth grade who, who you had no dealings with in the last 40 years he wants to catch up i'm talking about the person in front of you or next to you right now maybe it's at church maybe it's in your neighborhood maybe it's at work or school and maybe pray god how can you use me to build up this person next to me and his or her marriage in this case and i still do is just one of many tools available to us here in the northwest so, if you had to pick one of the things about the I still do event coming up that you're most looking forward to, what would that be for you, Larry?
2: You know, Mike, it's right along the same lines you're talking about that, that God does gift us and brings interest to our hearts that um, that we want to that if we would just maybe pursue, we can really make a difference in uh, His kingdom, working in other people's lives. And so, one of the things I'm really excited about for I still do is that very thing is there's going to be opportunities for people to maybe rise up to the occasion and maybe they can make a difference in someone else's life. They can bring encouragement. Maybe they become a mentor. Maybe they run a small group. And these things are going to be presented there as opportunities for, with some resources and even coaching so that people can actually use their gifts and use their passion to touch other people's lives. So how do you, how do you feel
1: that we as the church, not any any denomination or congregation, but as brothers and sisters of Christ, how do we fail each other? And what can we do... To help build each other's marriages up, including our own. Wow,
2: that's uh, I have to think about that. That's one a little big bit. question.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I think we fail each other a lot of times just because we don't take care of our own business. We don't take care of our own marriage, and so we're not good models. You know, one of the things that that Paul teaches us in Ephesians five is that the marriage is like a representation of of Christ and His bride, the church. And so, this uh, idea of what who we are and how we conduct ourselves in our marriage. Do we really support one another? Do we do dates together? Do we take time to to build up our mate's self-esteem and listen well and those type of things? If we're not doing those things, then we uh, not only are hurting our own marriage, but we're hurting other people to see the model that God wanted to show to the world. What hymn am I thinking of? The Church is One Foundation. It mm-hmm. does not talk about
1: we are the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how did Christ treat his bride being the church. Oh, well, he, he gave. gave he gave gave himself for yeah, it. Absolutely. Not the half-hearted. He gave all he had. Yeah. That's right. God gave his very best. Absolutely. I wish wish it were easier to remember when it comes to oh, I don't want to sacrifice that or <laughs> I sure like that last piece of steak
2: on the plate. <laughs> Mike, do we have a minute to bring something else up? There's um Please do. We we uh we're talking about I still do. We we're talking about the art of marriage earlier. There's another event that's happening in Portland that I I hope people take advantage of. There's a there's what we call Date Night PDX that's coming up. Uh, date Night PDX is a a four week uh, emphasis where churches can get involved, encourage their people to just take dates. There's statistics out where couples that date each other have a much stronger, encouraging marriage and uh, do a lot better. And uh, there's the um, there's an event that's kicking off this Date Night PDX on August 1st. Uh, it's at the City Bible Church, and it's a um, it's a, com- a a a couple that is a Barnes and Minor comedy team, and in that night at 7 o'clock on August 1st at uh, City Bible, they will be there, and it's a kickoff for this Date Night PDX. Many, many churches are getting involved with this, encouraging their people to take the next four weeks of August 1st through August 23rd, and that's what... Date Night PDX is emphasizing I still do as the fourth date night. I love the fact that
1: you parallel um, similarly-minded ministries are partnering and teaming up with each other on things like not only I Still Do, who has a buy one, get one uh, ticket promotion going on through Monday, but also with Date Night PDX, whose website is datenightpdx.org. Four dates, four weeks, because every marriage matters. We're speaking with Larry polvote and Sherry polvote from Family Life on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guests. Sherry and Larry Polvote from Family Life. We were talking about this big I Still Do event. It's coming to the Motor Center. It's a one-day marriage-building event to strengthen your marriage and rekindle your romance. And you know what? When you you hear the word marriage, you often think of the pretty, perfect-looking couple on the top of the wedding cake. But in real life, things don't always end up that way, which is why Family Life is blessing the West Coast by bringing I Still Do— to Portland only three locations across the country we are the West Coast location so if you've got NorCal or SoCal or uh, Seattle relatives they will be coming to this event unless they wanted to go to what DC or something like that uh, <laughs> regardless it's coming to Portland Saturday August 23rd a beautiful one-day event and if you register this weekend through Monday the 23rd you can use the promo code I promised to get your ticket Buy one, get one free. They're half price. And maybe think about that nice couple next door. Maybe they're, I don't know, atheist or agnostic at best, or maybe they've come from a mixed family. Nowadays, is I Still Do prepared for modern family?
2: Yeah, you know, so what's happened in our culture over the years is we've seen more and more marriages break up, but people don't also always stay there. They oftentimes uh, find another partner. And so we have uh, blended marriages and step families that begin to develop and, a couple of years back, uh, Ron Deal, who's kind of um, kind of the guru when it comes to blended families and stepfamilies, he's joined our staff. And by the way, Ron will be at the I Still Do event. We're going to address some issues that uh, the blended marriages and stepfamilies face. And uh, we're excited to have him on our staff. He's doing a great job, and we're, we're really growing that aspect. Uh, family Life has done a really good job with the traditional family over the years, but now we recognize we've got to help in some of these other areas. So uh, I'm real glad that Ron's going to be there with us.
3: There will be a lot of resources available as well for blended families and healthy marriages as well um, in our resource center at the, I still do. But um, the blended family issue is so big now. Um, Ron has really addressed a lot of things that blended families have to deal with. So it's a great great thing
1: so this is not by any means structured only for the traditional family it's more than prepared at i still
2: do to take on the various situations we're going to see today absolutely in fact we have a some of some of the ladies out there probably know about shante Mm -hmm. feltman who's uh, written some materials and has some dvd material out there she's going to be there addressing some of the women's issues and marriage and stuff we have other speakers al moeller is going to be there speaking and uh uh, Crawford and Karen Lawrence, uh, are going to be there too, who are really outstanding speakers. And they're going to talk about, uh, how to support one another, uh, in our marriages. And of course our founder, Dennis Rainey will be there speaking. And so there's a great lineup of people that will be there. Also, uh, Jimmy McNeil is going to be, uh, leading our worship and some people are familiar with him. He's, he's a great worship leader.
1: Uh, yeah, Dennis Rainey is just a brilliant, godly man. You may remember him from Family Life today, airing on 93.9 KPDQ, weekdays at 9.30 a.m. and also 1 in the morning, as well as on Family Life weekend, Saturdays at 1, also on KPDQ FM. So what are the aspects that the two of you, Sherry and Larry, are looking forward to the most, just for yourselves? As, not as I still do representatives, but hmm. just as regular people
3: rekindling our romance again and again, that, that it has to happen on a regular basis or it tends to wane. And everybody knows that if you're married or, or hoping to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. We, uh, we've gone to the weekend. Remember we've gone to other things, marriage encounter. We read books together, make sure we get away for certain weekends and things like that. All these things are investments. So many couples just drift and they have a commitment to each other but you have to have a personal dedication in your commitment. That means we have to keep investing into our marriage. So coming to an I Still Do is a great way to do that. And we're looking forward to, that, to ourselves, although we'll be volunteering and helping out. We are gonna. We need about uh, 170 volunteers, and we've got a number of them stepping forward. So you need some more volunteers. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So What people... would
1: be the best way for a potential volunteer to contact you?
2: That's a great question. Uh, you go to the I Still Do website, and uh, at the top there in a the red ribbon, you'll see some drop-downs. And in there is a... Uh, under the tickets and information drop-down, you'll see a volunteer place uh, where you can go in and volunteer. There's several different uh, areas that we need uh, people to help out who wanna who wanna invest in other people's lives that way.
1: And that website again is istilldo.com. com. Click on the tickets and info tab, and then you will find the place to click on volunteer. Absolutely. Any benefits coming along to that? If you did well, volunteer,
2: <laughs> you're a part of the uh, conference, and you're not paying because you're volunteering to be there. Although you're working quite a bit, so if you are a volunteer, you won't get in all the sessions. But we are providing a DVD for those who uh, of oh, all the great. sessions for those who are there. And uh, you know, there's a lunch provided in this too. This nice. This is one of the most inexpensive but valuable dates that a couple could ever do. I, I will hope people think of it that way because sometimes they think, "Well, you got to pay a little bit of money to go to this." What you're going to get is much more valuable than a dinner date and a movie at night out. And lunch is included in this. It's not like
1: you have to run up the hill to Burgerville or something like that. Not that it's ever a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Burgerville (laughs) fans.
2: Well, Burgerville (laughs) might be a little bit better better lunch, but uh, it's going to be a very, very nice box lunch that we're going to serve there. All right, Moda Center, prove yourself (laughs) by your
1: lunch. And we'll give you props if you do. Very much looking forward to it. So um, as a couple that's been married so successfully so long with Christ at Your Center, with kids and now with grandkids, tell me, how do we keep our date nights to a level where we're actually dating? We're not talking about the problems of, say, our kids or our careers. How do we go back to that level? Or or can we go back to, to that point in life where always footloose and fancy free and you're wondering as you are falling in love with this uh, person that you're, you think you might want to marry. That Life was easier back then to a degree. And I'm not saying it was better, okay, because I'm fatter, balder, and broker now <laughs> and yet happier in my identity with Christ and with my wife. That being said, how do you keep a focus on a date night off of the things of this world? Do you have any good suggestions?
3: I think that it's very important in relationships that we have a ministry mentality toward each other. And in trying to have a great date night, you want to try to focus on your mate. You want to try to find things they're interested in. If you're both doing that, then you'll usually find something you both want to do. (laughs) I love sports now. I never used to, but I love to go to basketball games and, you know, baseball. Are you a big Blazer fan? Uh, I do love the Blazers. I do. And I, Really enjoy watching the playoff games in football and basketball and never used to be that way. But
1: So did this only come after marrying a basketball player?
3: Yes, sir, it did. I always liked basketball, but marrying a basketball player has definitely increased my appreciation of all that goes on in basketball. Well, you got
1: some strength and height to you, Larry. What was your position back at college? I'm curious.
2: Well, I played power forward until our center got in foul trouble. Then I moved into the middle. Okay. Then you took the beating now that he yes. was out. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I want to add to what Sherry was saying. You know, um, I wasn't much into art, but, I, uh, you know, my I found it to be very enjoyable. And it's something that my wife really enjoys. And so I think that adaptation, uh, adapting to one another and accepting each other and their gifts, I think that's real important. But as you say, it is difficult when, when you have so many things going on in your family and so many things going on in your career to really focus in on each other. I say you have to be intentional. You have to say, we've got to put this stuff to the side. We're going we're gonna to talk about what we need to talk about in each other. And it's not always easy to get there because those other things can kind of crowd, crowd, crowd those ideas out. Okay. Well, all these years, decades later
1: uh, in your successful marriage, do you have any ground rules for your date nights? We're not allowed to talk about A, B, or C.
2: Did you have anything like that? Ground Any rule rules? number one is let's do them because there's lots Eat of times so we let it drift. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking what, we, what we like to do and we do from time to time, but we, we still need to work on it. Another thing that's really important for us, Mike, is praying together. <laughs> we know that uh, Gary, a lot of people know about Gary Chapman. He wrote the book Love Languages, and mm-hmm. he came out with a statistic I'd like to quote here. Couples that pray together, and I don't mean mealtime prayer. I mean couples that pray together humble prayer where they really look into the Lord, not only about their relationship and their family, but about what they're doing in their church or how they can be in their workplace or whatever. The people that humbly humbly come before the Lord, the divorce rate for those couples is 1 in 1,017. But you know, it is not easy to pray together. We have our own agenda. But if you can humble yourself and do that, it makes a tremendous difference. You've just invited God into your relationship and guess what? God shows up and he speaks to you about you. He doesn't always speak to you about your partner. And that's, a great, that's a great help for most marriages. It's funny how those things work out. And uh, at least for, for my marriage,
1: one side is far more comfortable praying with the other than the other spouse. So do you have any suggestions for those who might seem a little more awkward in prayer time as a couple?
3: That's interesting that you should say that because we are mentoring a couple right now that that's hard for them to pray out loud together. And um, I can only say that, you know, we just have to realize God is just like talking to you or me talking to Larry. He wants to hear whatever we have to say, whether it's eloquently done or not. And he is very interested in all of our feelings, our fears, our, our desires. And he will more than gladly listen to everything we have to say, and that helps when you think of praying together.
2: Yeah, I might add one thing to that. I grew up in a church where you weren't very demonstrative in your worship. You didn't raise your hands or do things like that. And so when I got around other people that did that, I was uncomfortable, and I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Because you're not used to it. Yeah, you're it, not used it's, to it. it you, it's, you fight it's suspecting foreign. that they're,
1: they're trying to put on a show, or you're just wondering right. what they're doing. You're right. so distracted by the difference.
2: But when you what what I decided is that I wanted to see if that was going to uh, improve my own worship. And so I began to try it, and it was very awkward, very uncomfortable. But as time went on, I got more and more comfortable with being able to express my appreciation, love, and thankfulness to the Lord through some demonstrative things. I'm, I'm certainly not very demonstrative in comparison to some, but I found it has, has increased my, my own worship and, and communion and connection with the Lord. Well, I would say praying is like that, too. You may be uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the more you begin the to connect, the easier it becomes, and the more valuable it becomes. So any
1: words of encouragement for those of us who might be in a position where one wants to pray with the other, but the
2: other's just not quite into it yet? Be gentle, be kind. And, uh, you know, be patient with them. But at the same time, just encourage them to move forward and certainly don't criticize the way they pray and stuff. I made that mistake early on in our marriage. I think a lot of us have. And uh, just from personal experience, if
1: you decide to hold hands while you pray, if you squeeze your spouse's hand as if to tip her off, it's her turn, she might be of the heart that she can't stand that. So you might want to ask before jumping into it. But uh, no matter how organized or disorganized, look, do pray. Do take the effort to pray to God Mm -hmm. with your spouse and then see. Look back at it two or six months later and say, huh, things are better Mm -hmm. Or, or notice differences or help each other out on that.
2: It helps you connect on that intimate level that God designed.
1: I Still Do is coming up, and now through Monday is a buy one, get one special at the website IStillDo.com. If you use the promo code I promise. and you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You can hang out in the same building as LaMarcus Aldridge and uh, Damian Lillard uses their office at the Moda Center on Saturday, August 23rd, not to play hoops like Larry Povolt is known to do or was known to do back in his college days. But to invest in your marriage, I Still Do, is a one-day event, which is not only fun, but it's also very informational. And we're not simply talking about those who are married for a little while. We're talking about people who have been married for decades, like Larry and Sherry Povolt. We're also talking about couples who are maybe engaged. Do we call pre-engaged or courting or dating something serious? If you think that you may be marrying the person you're seeing right now— you do want to go to this, you do want to invest your time because marriage is important and it counts and it 's also hard work
2: absolutely. Laying a foundation uh, early on in your marriage you know I've done premarital counseling for a number of years, and laying a foundation like that is so very important, laying a foundation on how to communicate how to deal with conflict in a healthy way, even how to handle your finances well there's a lot of great principles that are going to be taught and shared and 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 put through in a drama presentation that will really help lay a foundation for those who are thinking about getting married or engaged or just early on in their marriage. So, yeah, that's a great place to get started. That's a great place to come to.
1: So what is your heart on
2: this, Sherry, about the whole I Still Do event? If you had
1: to pick one couple or one group or one demographic of the Portland metropolitan area, or, or heck, for the whole West Coast when it comes down to it, because this is the West Coast event for I Still Do, who would you love to see show up in droves?
3: I would like to see couples that have been married for 15, 20 years. Um, all, like Larry said, it's good for all ages. but And it's good for marriages that are good, bad, or ugly, if you want to look at it that way. But <clears throat> I would mostly like to see people that are in those years when their children are starting to grow and get ready to leave home, and and here they are looking at each other going, okay, now what? And those couples really can get some encouragement from this I Still Do event because they do still love their spouse. They just need to be encouraged to to keep going and keep learning more about them and grow together.
1: And it'll be a fun event, too. Can you recap Mm -hmm. some of the attractions or events you're looking forward to, Larry?
2: Well, you know, there'll be... There'll be some great worship there for or for one thing. And, um, you know, it's always fun to come together and worship God. I remember going to some Promise Keeper events and uh, a Women of Faith events. So There'll be a, a day like that where it's just, just outright fun. We'll have a, 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 a drama couple there that's—their um, their names are Acts of Renewal, and uh, they—Jim and Carol Shores are their names, and they're going to be presenting some things in a very fun way. And then there's also a comedian that will be there, um, a comedian couple, actually. And they— it's just um, uh, opportunities to laugh and maybe make fun of some of the mistakes we've made in our marriage, and but also look at uh, some great principles of how to correct some of those mistakes. So yeah, there's, a, there's a variety of things that will be happening that day in the teaching and fun things. All right. Well, as a successfully long-time married couple,
1: parents, grandparents now— Tell us about one of the the biggest learning experience that God saw you through as a husband. One of the what are one some of the the biggies that you've made over the years. Give us give us one funny example.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> when I first got married, I grew up in a home where my mother was ill and wasn't in the home, so I had a Marine Corps sergeant for a father. So you know, uh, breakfast is at six fifty, Larry. Not six fifty one is what I tell people. And so, you know, being in that kind of demanding, controlling type of environment, when I got married, I didn't have an example of what a, a marriage should look like and what uh, uh, good um, affection, you know, not not sexual uh, orientation or sexual um, involvement, but sex, uh, but uh, more of encouragement and uh, uh, affirmation and those type of things. So I had to learn how to do that. But one of the greatest things that really challenged me, Mike, was this. Uh, I thought I had to change Sherry to be the woman that she should be and the wife she should be. And after about a year and a half, God kind of bonked me upside mm-hmm. the head and said, "You know, it's not a, you're not right about everything." And I learned how to move from uh, trying to be in control to tr- to learning how to accept my partner, accept her as a gift into my life, accept those things that maybe they aren't the way I would think or the way I would do things, but I need to recognize she co- the whole package comes. And there's things I like, and there's things that are I don't like. But I can be I can look past some of those things and not expect her to be just what I think she should be.
1: I like that. We were uh, interviewing uh, Al Ray from Marriage Team mm-hmm. not too far back, and one of the examples or illustrations he gave was that, in a sports sense, each of us grows up with a different playbook. Then we get married and combine our playbook and expect it to be the exact same one we grew up with without communicating that. So. Similarly, Sherry, what were some of the things that you had to deal with as say a newlywed?
3: Well, I had to learn how to cook.
1: <laughs> and Larry's a big boy. I'm sure you had to <laughs> cook in bulk. <laughs> that
3: first time I cooked a meal and I went all out and tried so hard to do well and and then I he ate it in 2 seconds flat and I I just you spent cried. Eight hours on yeah, it. I cried. I went, "Oh, no, do I have to do this all the time?" And but yeah, I had to learn to cook. I had to learn to Learn what submission meant. It doesn't mean being a doormat or, mm. or falling under what he wants all the time. It's learning to understand who he is and to draw alongside him so that I could be a helpmeet and not demand what I wanted, not be too demanding in our relationship, but to share what God intended for both of us and to grow together.
1: It's sad that submission has become such a dirty word. Why do you think that is? And what about your definition of submission is beautiful?
3: Uh, Submission has become a dirty word because in the Bible, um, it looks like, you know, good old Paul, but it looks like he's saying, wives, just do what your husband wants and you'll be fine. Well, that's, that's not what God intended, and Paul makes it clear, really, but... A lot of people don't look at the whole picture. Or they choose to take it out of context for their own means. And, And what we need to do is to recognize by yielding to our husband, we are becoming what God wants us to be, and we are protected by yielding to our husband. And to me, that is what submission is. It's not being that doormat or that person who does exactly what your husband wants or Listens to what he says all the time, but you have an opinion of your own and everything. But what's important is recognizing that you yield to each other. It is not just a one way street to be submissive. Both of you learn to yield to each other.
2: You know, Mike, I'll add to that. The other day I was reading out of the Phil- Phil- Philip's uh, paraphrase, and it was in that Ephesians 5. 5- a verse that talks about wise, be submissive to your husband, and the, you, the word they use there is, says adapt, adapt yourself to yourself, or be adjustable is what the word is. But you know, when you look at that whole text, it's talking about a husband giving up or gave giving up part of his uh, agenda, if you will, for the sake of the wife, and it talks about a wife being responsive and adapting to her husband. It's, it is a two-way street, just like Sherry was saying. It really is. I like the way that you've interpreted that.
1: So getting back to the I Still Do event, what about family life outside of the obvious, like family life today with Dennis Rainey and these great ministries, whether they're on the radio or online or through books or seminars or events? What's the best thing you love about family life? I'll lead with you, Sherry.
3: I think the best thing that family life has to offer is it makes marriage a great tool to minister to other people as well. When we marry, we're not just marrying to love one another and raise a family and all that. It is a tool God uses to draw other people to himself. And we become examples for God's love to those around us. And I I think I love that the most about family life is not only do they share great principles and have good resources, but they help us to realize that we are doing this for God. It keeps us centered on Him and what, what we have to offer the world. We want to be missionaries to the world around us, and marriage is a great tool.
1: And it starts with each other, mm-hmm. and then our kids, and then the world around It's so exactly. easy to get caught up in the things, especially as a guy, when what you do for a living often becomes a good chunk of your identity if you allow it to. And that's not always a bad thing, but it's certainly prevalent and can be domineering if, if you allow it to be. But what I love about you, Larry, and Sherry Povolt in particular is despite the fact that you are members of the family life team, you're not about family life. You're about God and God's use of marriage to build up our society. So whether it's um hanging out with Morgan Smith at Winning Marriage's Walk this weekend or getting involved with Date Night PDX, or this incredible I Still Do event that we have coming up. You're really just about, how can we grow this generation for Christ through marriage in this instance? Absolutely. In
2: fact, uh, the answer to your question you uh, gave Sherry opportunity about what we like about family life is the very thing you're talking about, Mike. Our, Our vision statement is this, every home a godly home. God's the one who designed marriage. That was the first institution he brought about even long before the church. And if we can help people to realize that with putting God in the center of their marriage makes the marriage what God intended it to be, which is really what we intended it to be, too. Times can be tough. Um, Money can be tight. But you've got time
1: to save up for this August 2030 event at the Moda Center. It's called I Still Do. And if you'd like to save a few bucks— Order this weekend through Monday, and you'll get yours at half price through a buy one, get one free promotion. Just go to IStillDo.com and use this promo code I promise To get in touch with Larry Polvot. email him at L-P-O-L-V-O-G-T at FamilyLife.com, and you can still find more information on I Still Do at IStillDo.com. Thank you so much, Sherry and Larry Pobot, for joining us, not just about family life and I Still Do, but about sharing your stories here on
0: Difference Makers. Thank you, Mike.
3: Thank you, Mike.
0: You're listening to True Talk 800